Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Hey, gorgeous, and welcome to another episode of Chill and Prosper. It feels so good to be back in the studio. And you might think, oh, you were just here last week, Denise. But I actually batch these episodes up. Um, So I'm only in the studio really maybe four times a year, sometimes less. And um, every time I come back into the studio, it's like, oh, oh, my gosh. And the first episode for me is always just like, I don't know, I get a bit nervous almost of like, what am I going to say? Am I going to think of anything? And then, of course, by the end of the day when I've recorded, you know, like 10, 12 episodes, I'm always like, oh, no, it's just like talking to a friend. Um, And it's really fun when I meet people and they say, oh, my God, I loved your episode this week. And I go, great. What was it? Let me know. Um, Because I literally, I batch them up and then I never listen to them. I never listen back my own episodes It goes to my team to batch up the artwork and the editing and all of that kind of thing. And, um, you know, that's just the way I run my business. I I do it in big bursts. And if you're curious about how I um, batch things up, I also batch social media. You know, I I kind of do it um, when I feel like it, but I really make sure I do things ahead of time. And that might feel a bit strange because you might think, well, how do you still stay connected to what you're talking about and the truth is like when it's you know for me I feel these feelings I'm you know genuinely having this conversation with you in real time but when you consume it is none of my business sometimes people listen week by week to chill and prosper you know you're a faithful listener you've got the subscriber thing there you get the notification you listen every week but some other people listening you might batch up listening to it so you might not listen to me for a couple of months and then you sit and listen to them. Or you might be someone who is like a choose your own adventure style listener and you kind of skip some episodes and go, oh no, I really need to listen to this. And so I want you to take that lesson into your own business is that when you create things and when people consume them, there's no like there's no rules about how long that has to be. You know, and so if you're curious, I've I've done um, podcast episodes about how I batch um, my social media, how I batch all of those things. So go check those out if you're curious. But um, just wanted to give you a little insight into yeah, how I do it. So today's episode is addressing rumors of my retirement. Addressing rumors of my retirement. Now you might think I have not heard a single rumor about this, Denise. Who do you think you are? Um, but some people listening might be going, oh my God, I have heard that you're retiring and you're curious about What's going on? Why am I retiring? Um, So let me back you up a little bit on this because I actually mentioned it publicly um, way back in March when I was, March 23, when I was um, speaking on stage at a conference in the UK. And I don't know if this is just my ADHD or I'm just such an oversharer. I tend to sometimes just blurt things out that um, are happening for me in real time. (laughs) And um, I mentioned that one of my goals was to retire by 45 and that I was kind of on on track to do that. And it was kind of a flippant thing, you know, but 
um, a lot of people really freaked out. And I had um, so many messages from people. I had people in my money boot camp freaking out about it. We had emails about it saying, why is Denise going away? Where Where is she going? Why is she retiring? So let's back up even further than that. Okay, so when I was uh, 29, it's when I first started getting into the world of online marketing. And back then it was pretty... Um, still pretty new, I would say. And I remember I bought this um, course. And back in in those days, it sounds like in my olden days, um, a lot of courses that you bought, even online, were actually delivered to your house in a folder, if you can believe this. And so I bought a course from Ali Brown called the Online Success Blueprint System, OSBS. And I think it was about $1,200 and for me I was like oh my god this is so much money and it came in this massive folder so can you imagine right now you think you just buy courses online you watch them online Um, but this course came with DVDs DVDs and um, all of the lessons were printed out and so it came in this massive big folder and I would um, put the DVD in and sit and watch this course and dream about having my online business. And um, so Ali Brown announced that she was running an event in Vegas. And um, one of my mentors at the time, Karen Nola, um, had a spare ticket or something. I can't even remember, but I got a free ticket to go to see Ali. And I still had to pay for the hotel and accommodation and flight and all that kind of stuff, which was, for me, it was just like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm spending money to go to a conference. This is wild. But I went there and I went, oh my gosh, look at all these women who want to be successful in business. Because I had spent all of my 20s feeling kind of um, very lonely because a lot of my friends were in jobs. A lot of my friends were in consulting jobs at the time, you know, like Deloitte and Ernst & Young and Accenture. And um, and I always wanted to run my own business. And I just couldn't get the traction. I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. You know, I would try these things and my friend would, friends would be like, oh, how's your little business going? And um, and I would go to these networking events or these entrepreneur events and I would be often the only woman in the room, the youngest by far. And I just felt like this world of entrepreneurship was not for me. It wasn't for me. Um, I wasn't um, meant to be there. I didn't have any role models. So when I went to this Ali Brown event in Vegas, I went, oh my gosh, look at all these women who who have these goals, just like me. And Ali Brown herself, you know, she's very glamorous, she's very feminine, and it just blew my mind. Even just the way that she was running these events was so different to these on you know networking events I'd been to where all these men were wearing like um, you know, identical khaki pants and they had uh their pages clipped on their belts. You know, this is like 2009. And, or they're like Nokia. <laughs> they're Nokia in a, a leather holder. And, um, you know, we're, it was in this beautiful room. And when she um, she brought out applications to join her mastermind, it came out, showgirls brought them out in gold envelopes. And it was just like, oh my God, it just blew my mind. She was wearing high heels and it was just like, ah. And But Ali said... Uh, I was a millionaire by 35 and I, my little mind, (laughs) 29 and I was like wearing my thrift shop dress and, you know, saved up all my pennies to go and um, get a salad at lunchtime. Um, 
it blew my mind, a millionaire by 35. And I could see her. Like if I wanted to, I could reach out and touch her. I got a, a photo with her. And this, I'm telling you this not to say, oh, go follow Ali Brown. I mean, she's done some amazing things for sure. It's the, how much you need to see it to believe it for yourself. You need to see things to believe it for yourself. And the fact that she was a living, walking, talking human being saying, I was a millionaire by 35. So I set this intention and I wrote down, I'm going to be a millionaire by 35. And I believed it. I believed it because she did it. And if she did it, maybe I could do it too. (laughs) If she could do it, maybe I could do it. I had no idea, you know, and I had a very different business back then. That was when I had my raw brides transformation business because I didn't know what else to do. It was like, oh, I'll help people lose weight for their wedding using raw food like I did. And I remember um, Ali's um, mentor was at the event and her name was Anne McEvitt. She was a billionaire, right? She was a billionaire. And again, I could just reach out and touch her. This sounds really weird. I wasn't going around touching people. But I talked to her and I was like, she is a billionaire. Wow, that blew my mind. And she... Um, she had all these people around her at one of the breaks and I was just on the periphery. I, I'm a very um, introverted person, by the way. And if unless I'm speaking at an event, I am in the background. Like I am not a good networker. I'm not inserting myself. I'd never go talk to the speaker. But um, she could see me kind of lurking and she goes, you. And she's um, Scottish. She's like, what do you do? Oh, that was not a Scottish accent. And um, I said, oh, I've got this business, um, I, you know, helping people lose weight for their wedding using raw, raw food. And she she sort of looked at me and she kind of looked me up and down, not in a bad way, but just in a real assessing way. And she goes, that's not your business. And then just kind of turned away. And I went, oh, she's right. I went, in that moment, I went, no, I have to be true to myself. I've always wanted to coach people and to talk about business. And so for me, that that was the immediate thing of going, yep, okay, go for my dreams. Because that billionaire looked at me and she told me I could do it. And so I'm going to go do it. And then the same thing happened about retirement. So you might think, why is she telling a story about being a millionaire? It's setting the intention. And so the last couple of years, I have made a ton of money. I absolutely have. But I started reading about people who retired early And we'll talk about that in the second half about what that actually means for me. But I set an intention to retire by 45. And I set that intention about two years ago. And the intentions are so powerful. They really are. You know, when I became a millionaire, when I was 35, I didn't do it by 35. I did it two weeks before my 36th birthday, but I was 35. It totally counted. Setting that intention sharpened things for me. It sharpened um, the way I ran my business, because I knew, okay, well, I'm if I'm becoming a millionaire, what decisions do I need to make to make that happen? Because that's where I'm going. So what would millionaire Denise do? And it really helped me to make those decisions that helped me make that first million and beyond. And so similarly now, having that intention to retire by 45, things started to shift and change to set me up for that intention and you might be thinking, well, okay, well, what's happening? I mean, for me, that is um, September 24. That's when I would be 45. And lots of things have shifted and changed, changed over the last couple of years as soon as I set that intention. Okay, so let's, that's what we're going to talk about in the second half of this episode. It's super juicy, but I just wanted to give you the background 
of um, one, the powerful part of the intention, but also how quickly things can change when you set an intention. All right, I'm going to take a quick water break and I'll see you straight after this. I am Emma Lovell and I'm a coach, speaker and writer helping business owners to travel more and live a life they love. I have really stepped into owning my story, owning my brand. I have just actually branded, rebranded as Emma Lovell after working under my business name for 14 years. And a lot of that was to do with sacred money archetypes and understanding how I work, the way that I can run a business, which is however I choose to, that I can make money simply for being me because of my celebrity archetype. Uh, I have just been surrounded by people who are leveling up, integrating what they're learning, making incremental upgrades and just going after their big goals and manifesting them into real life. I have been following Denise for four years um, through reading the books. Um, I only jumped in on on the SMA course last year. Then I ended up joining Money Bootcamp, which has been incredible and such a great vibe. And I just got back from the Rose Farm Retreat. And I know that these level ups are going to keep coming and keep coming. So feeling so grateful, so inspired uh, to go after this wonderful life that I want to live and embrace who I am uh, in business and in life. So thank you, Denise. Thank you so much. Okay, welcome back. So we're talking about retirement and what does that look like? So of course, for me, that does not look like doing nothing. Retirement um, really needs to go through a, a rebrand, let's say, because most of us consider retirement of someone who's been at the same company for a long, long time or you know, they're getting older and it's time for them to hang up their ambitions and hang up their work and go and fish and read and do all the things, right? What I'm talking about here is financial retirement. And um, I've made so much money over the last couple of years, you know, like we're probably getting close to 30 million Australian and, but I haven't always done the best things with that money, you know? And so I, I, um, maybe go back, I don't know, six, seven years, I paid off my mortgage and I was like, yeah, cool. And then I was like, Ooh, I want a bigger house. I want to, um, buy a rose farm. And so then I, I didn't, then I had another mortgage several mortgages. And so for the last probably two years, I was like, what would that look like to really not have to work? And what would that mean for me? And what it means for me is pure freedom. That is my highest value. My highest value is freedom. And I think when you start your business and when you grow your business and you're starting to make money, there is a lot of freedom in how you you know, do things. You have money to be able to choose, you know, like I just got back from a trip and I could fly business class. I could get taxis everywhere. I didn't have to look at the bill, you know, like that, that conference I went to in Vegas where I really did have to look at every penny and go, can I afford to get a coffee with my salad? You know, so I've, I've had a lot of financial, um, choices, you know, and, but, there's still that part of me. I was like, well, I still have to launch. Like, it's not like it's horrible. It's not like I'm not recognizing my privilege here of going, oh, poor me. I have to launch my business. You know, like people have real jobs, Denise, in the real world. And so I think that's really 
this is the disclaimer part of the podcast, I recognize my privilege. I'm an incredibly privileged person, you know, all the things. But it's still okay to want to have complete freedom and choice in whatever you do. And there's no denying it as my company has gotten bigger, you know, there's more moving pieces, there's more responsibilities, there's taking care of people, there's bigger financial responsibilities with my family and all of those things. And I could feel myself going, hang on, do you still have the freedom? Do you st- would you still choose this if you didn't have to? And so that's that was the spark for me of going, what would pure financial freedom look like? You know, and we can look at the definition of that. It's when you're, you know, your passive income exceeds your expenses, you know, like when you can just live without doing anything. But what it really means is pure freedom. And I don't know that many people, especially in the entrepreneurial world, who would do nothing, who would do absolutely nothing. And so it's not like I'm retiring and going, oh, cool, I'm just going to learn to knit. But actually, I would like to learn to knit. That would be fun to do. So for me, retirement looks like choice, being bolder, even more, you might think, oh, Denise, you, you, you are bold. You do speak your truth. And I feel like I do, but I want to go to that next level of that. And um, so what it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean I'm giving up my business. It does mean I will change things around my business for sure. Um, and for me, that actually means more simplification. You know, I'm always looking on how I can simplify, how I can make things even easier um, and more streamlined. And so... Um, I'm not giving up my money boot camp um, because that is how I that's a vehicle for me to to serve people you know that that's um, really important to me personally it's um, it's very like it's a great program if you haven't joined it come and join us it's an incredible community it's how I serve and give back Um, so that that's not for me giving up that and you go well that's not true retirement I'm going yeah it really is because what would I choose to do if I didn't have to work I would still choose to show up and serve people but can you see how though it would be a just a next level of going yeah but I don't have to do that so that might mean launches might change for me would I still do a big annual launch maybe maybe not um I am Definitely changing our 2024 launch. We usually do it in January. We're pushing it back to March because we're traveling. But also January for me does not work to launch. It really doesn't. It bleeds into our Christmas period, you know, even October, November. And so that might not work for me anymore, but I'll be able to choose. I'll still write books. Um, I've got a, I've definitely got a book brewing actually, and I'd love to hear your feedback on this, but um, when we were looking to find um, a title for my last book, Chill and Prosper, I actually wanted to call it New Money. And it didn't quite work and it, and it wasn't the right title for it, but I actually think that is my next book. And it's um, something about like, you know, the cautionary tales, but also inspiration from people who have made a lot of money very quickly. And I've made a ton of mistakes. I've made a ton of new money mistakes. You know, like some of them, some of the mistakes that lottery winners do of like, you know, blowing money or being too generous or, you know, I've made all of those mistakes. So I think that is, I think that it could be my next book and I can interview other um, self-made millionaires and people who've made money very quickly to find out what those things are. Oh my God, even me talking about it, I'm like, yeah, that does sound really cool. 
Um, And so I will do things like that in retirement. But also I do feel like I, I would like a little bit more space to explore things and, you know, try knitting, try sewing, just try different hobbies and just be in a different, um, a different space of choice and freedom, you know, and also for Mark, my husband who is in my business, he's my launch manager, you know, I would like him to have more freedom too. So we're, we're probably going to transition him out of, um, not the business completely, but he would like to have more free time as well. Okay. So when I was saying addressing rumors of my retirement, the reason why I did this one is because, um, I didn't realize how freaked out some people would be about it and, and go, is money bootcamp going away? You know, are you abandoning your business and you're, you know, do you not care about the community? But also we actually got some people going, well, I'm on a payment plan. So if Denise is retiring, I guess I don't have to pay my payments anymore. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. So if if you're one of those people who sent us those emails, no, you still have to pay your payment plan because money bootcamp's not going away anytime soon. But also don't take it for granted that people are always going to be around. So if you have been wanting to join my money bootcamp, you know, I'm committing to doing live calls in 2024. Um, but, you know, it might not be around forever in its current format. You know, so don't delay if you're like, oh, I'll work with Denise one day. You know, retirement might be really fun. I might try a different career. No, uh, I might be like, yeah, now I'm going to be a tennis pro. No. I don't think so, but just don't take for granted. And I, I say this for everything. If someone's coming to your town to do a, an event or a conference or whatever, go see them because you just never know if that's their last time that they travel. I actually, um, I don't feel like traveling much over the next couple of years. I don't know if that will change in retirement, but you know, if I, if you see on my event page, so denisedt.com slash events, um, I'm going to, you know, a few different places, but don't take that for granted that, that um, people are always going to be around, you know? Um, So the thing for me too, that I'm really looking forward to is just that next level of um, bandwidth, I think, to simplify. And I'll do another episode about what that means, like what we're actually doing in that process of simplifying and um, cleaning up leaks and stuff like that. But also, I, I know, remember, I'm not a financial advisor, but we've really looked at our finances to say, okay, where are we leaking money? Where are um, things that we can tighten up? What investments are worth it versus things that aren't worth it? And really looking, um, you know, like how, how could we actually retire? So that, that's probably another whole episode <laughs> of what things we're doing to to, to make sure that we can retire and what decisions we're making. We've actually sold a bunch of stuff recently um, to be able to make that happen as well. But again, it's that intention. It's setting that intention. If I were to retire by 45, what would that look like? But what do we? Ne- what decisions do we need to make to make that a reality? And at time of recording this, that is um, uh, a year and a bit away, like 14 months you know, and so I've been percolating on this for the last year um, and getting serious about it. But what does that next 12 months look like to make sure that that can be a reality? Because I'm not I'm not quite there yet. I'm super close, but not quite there yet. Um, the other thing, too, that I've been really conscious of, um, I meet people all the time who tell me that I have changed their life. And I I accept that. I receive that 
because I know that I have. But the message that I've been saying back to them is, I'm so happy for you that you're making money and please make sure that you save some of it. Make sure you save some of it because that has helped me so much over the last couple of years is making sure that I'm not just blowing all the money. Um, And I did in the early years for sure. I was like, oh my gosh, I made money. And I've, you know, made so many dumb decisions, which again, I can share in a different podcast episode. Um, I've made a lot of new money decisions that weren't necessarily the smartest. And so I'm telling you now, wherever you're at in your business, please make sure you're saving some of it. Um, Create some of those assets, put it into whatever um, investment vehicle is smart for you. Because um, I want you to be able to have that uh, choice and opportunity to not have to do things if you don't want to. And that means not having to take on every client really choosing who you do business with, really choosing how you spend your time and giving you bandwidth to then um, create from a whole different place. And I'm really looking forward to what that is going to unleash for me and my creativity, right? If I don't have to, what would I do? And that's very exciting to me because I love business. I love marketing. I love entrepreneurship. So I, I hope this has given you some insight into my decision around retirement and also um, maybe some inspiration to set an intention wherever wherever you're at. So if you're setting an intention of going, I'm going to be a six-figure business by X date or I'm going to make my first million dollars by X date or I'm going to be able to financially retire or, or even just being like a mini step in that, I'm going to be out of debt by this date. Setting those intentions is really, really powerful. And um, you can write it down, um, put it on a post-it note. It doesn't have to be fancy, by the way. Mine literally was a post-it note where I stuck on my office wall. And see where that leads you. See what decisions it will uncover. See what adventures and um, new things it opens up for you because it, it really can be amazing. All right, so... Yeah, I would love to hear your feedback on this episode for sure. Um, send me a message at Denise DT. You can send me a DM, especially on Instagram or Facebook. That's really easy. And let me know what what questions it's brought up for you, but also what inspiration it's brought up for you. Because um, why not? Wouldn't it be really cool if we all had enough money to be able to do all the things that we want to do and to really show up and serve um, from a place of choice than anything else? All right, I've got one final message for you after this last break, so don't go away. Hi there, I am Helen Tudor and I help entrepreneurs get leads from LinkedIn without sending any DMs on spending more than about half an hour a day on there. Um, I am the biggest Denise fan you'll find. (laughs) She's my complete business crush. I joined Money Bootcamp way back when, maybe six or seven years ago now, and it's completely changed my life (laughs) and everything in it. (laughs) So all I have to say is that I put Money Bootcamp on a credit card. I was extremely nervous. I didn't know how I was going to get a return on that investment. I've since gone on to make over two and a half, maybe three million pounds in my business but most importantly just being part of the most amazing community I've got some of my best business friends from that community it's the place that I go to every time I've got a win to share or I'm having a wobble it is absolutely fantastic it's changed my life I can't say any more than that completely transformed the way I think feel and act 
about money and also my reality. It's completely changed my reality from being broke to not being broke. And I can't tell you how amazing that's been. So all the love for Denise and for Bootcamp. It's the best thing I've ever done. I always like to end my final thought with a quote because I love quotes. I love affirmations. So I was just Googling like quotes about retirement. And of course, all the pictures are, you know, like um, lovely gray haired individuals riding bikes and things like that. But, um, you know, I'm I'm going to retire financially retire by 45. So some of these quotes are still really good. So one is from Fred Rogers. Often when you think that you're at the end of something, you're at the beginning of something else. So you might do some mini retirements, right? You might decide to shut down a part of your business, retire something. Um, And I, I love that quote. Often when you think you're at the end of something, you're at the beginning of something else. And retirement is not the end of the road. It's the beginning of the open highway. Oh, my God, love that one. Um, Betty Sullivan says, there's a whole new kind of life ahead full of experiences just waiting to happen. Some call it retirement. I call it bliss. Oh, that's really cool. Um, And uh, let me see. There's so many other ones. Um, You're never too old to set a new goal or dream a new dream from C.S. Lewis. So I hope I've inspired you to set a new dream today, whether it's to hit an income goal or to retire something or to just go to that next level in your life as well. I really can't wait to hear your ahas around this. So remember, hit me up at Denise DT. Make sure you subscribe so you can get these future episodes as well, especially since I will do another episode, I promise, about um, the financial decisions that I've been making to be able to retire. So don't miss out on a single episode of Chill and Prosper and I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.